Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. everybody welcome to food fan headquarters and the food fan radio show this is Stu talking to you and this is my first new show of the new year 2023 uh sorry i hit you with a couple of encore shows in the first two weeks of the year but every year i work on my annual awards my best of awards they're officially called the food fan awards but they are known as the stubies and I, I wrap those up. They've been published. You can read them and look at them. There's 22 winners in 26 categories. A couple people won more than one category. And uh, they're up on stewhelmfoodfan.com and on Facebook as well at stewhelmfoodfan. And uh, every everything from best burgers, pizza, taco, that I ate all last year to chef of the year, restaurant of the year, new restaurant of the year. And of course, my awards are based exclusively on my own eating experiences from the previous year. So my awards are not to say, hey, these are the best things in Asheville, because I literally haven't tried all the things in Asheville. And I have my opinion about what are the best things that I did try during 2022. So, and these are the 10th annual Stubie Awards. I've been doing them for a long time now, and uh, people seemed very happy to get them. And today's show is kind of a Stubie Awards themed show because I have two interviews for you. Uh, first with Drew Peterson, Chef Drew from Asheville Pizza South, and he was my Pizza of the Year winner for his Umami Bomb pizza which was just fantastic uh he'll describe it in detail in the interview but uh i recorded that interview actually before i released the stubie so i dropped the bomb on him that he won right at the end of the interview so that's kind of exciting and then i talked to lucho my good friend lucho from Asheville multicultural and several of his uh friends and clients won uh, Stubie Awards from me this year. So we talk about those folks and about uh, the multicultural aspect of our food scene here in Asheville. And so this is a kind of look back a little bit to last year, but also we talk about this year. And uh, I just want to tell you, I've got a lot of exciting things I want to try to do this year. Mainly, I want to have a well, here on the radio show, I want to have a open discussion about the TDA, or more properly, the BC TDA. That's the Buncombe County Tourism Development Authority. And if you live here in Asheville, you know all about it. If you don't live in Asheville, you probably got something similar in your town or your county. And it is an organization that... Uh, Number one thing they do is they collect taxes, and the number two thing they do is they uh, decide how to spend those taxes. And then way down on the list of things on their page that they say are their mandates is uh, keeping the uniqueness and the authenticity of Asheville, which a lot of us feel like has been sacrificed to tourism lately. And it ain't no secret. It's no secret in this town that the locals in a lot of ways despise downtown and they despise the TDA. And I know people at the TDA and they're nice people. And if there's one thing you can say about them is that they have accomplished their decades long mission, mission accomplished. Um, and now it's uh it's too much in my opinion, but we'll talk about that. That is one of my goals for 2023. Uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, uh, all year about my goals, and we'll talk about the TDA again and again and again. I hope to have many guests come on to talk to me about it. So uh, without any 
uh, further delay, let's just uh, launch into today's show and let's talk to Chef Drew Peterson. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, a food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters, and I have a special guest today. One of my favorite people in the food scene. Uh, I have Drew Peterson, Chef Drew Peterson from Asheville Pizza South. Hey, Chef, how are you today? I'm well. Good morning, sir. Um, <laughs> it's a chilly day here in Asheville, North Carolina. It is, yeah, yeah. So not a fan. Not a fan of the cold. I'm a huge fan of the cold. So yeah, good. <laughs> when, when it's warm out, I'll just imagine you enjoying it. And when it's cold out, you can imagine yes, yes, yes. feel a little bit better about those things. <laughs> um, so, brother, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I see you in person about once a month these days because we have started working together, per se. You deliver your pizza of the month to my house every month. And I eat it. And, man... <laughs> I, I don't write reviews of food I don't like. I've written a rave review of every one of these pizzas. You yeah, uh, thank you so much. Go ahead and, and talk about these specialty pies. I have specific questions, but I want I want to give you the floor to just talk about your specialty pies a little sure, bit. Sure, yeah. Yeah, thanks for, for letting me do this, man. Um, you know, I, I, I really enjoy a lot of different uh, cuisines. Uh, yeah, I really like Asian food. I like Mexican food. Um, those are my two favorites, honestly, and and obviously Italian food. Um, and uh, you know, I try to uh, to respect all the cultures that I that I um that I borrow from, honestly. Uh, and uh, you know, try to keep it the the toppings and everything as traditional as possible. Um, source a lot of stuff from local Asian markets, um, Rada in um, West Asheville and Lee's down here in South Asheville, that kind of stuff. Um, unless, you know, I can just get stuff from my distributor, but, um, I try to get as much stuff as I can from traditional sources, you know, uh, that's great. So, so it's try to make it as authentic as, uh, you know, like a, uh, Asian pizza can be yes. <laughs> <laughs> as authentic as an Asian pizza can be. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's really, uh, just kind of, it's a little tricky. I don't eat a lot of meat and stuff like that. So, um. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I didn't yeah. know that about you. So you're not vegetarian. You're just by choice and preference. You don't eat a lot of meat. Right. Yeah. 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 Not really red meat or or chicken or bird of any sort. Right? Eat a lot of fish. Eat a lot of sushi. I really love crispy bacon. <laughs> I don't know. You know that's um, so made like out of meat, of right? Doesn't have a lot of meat on it. Um, uh huh. But uh, when it does. I have to like get my guys to taste it a lot. <laughs> that's really kind of funny. I didn't know that yeah. about you. Yeah. And um that's I'm just gonna say the the one and only piece of I wouldn't even call it critique, just something sure. I said to you was that one of the pizzas was very meat heavy. Like right. I said, you could probably <laughs> cut the amount of meat. I think it was the Beria pizza. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. And so I even told you, like, you could cut the amount of meat in half on that pizza, and it would still be great. And now, and I really appreciate that because it's like I, I, uh, I tasted it like twice, you know. But um, uh huh. And what do you know? You don't usually eat meat. You're probably like these carnivores. They probably want twice right. the amount. A bunch I'm of meat. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well. Let's talk yeah. about the specific pies. Like, first of all, let's go way back to March 2022, and you won the WNC pizza fight. And right. for no small reason, because of your specialty pie. Right. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, the samosa pizza. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that was, I was really happy about that one. Honestly, I, I just like, I remember eating some kind of like frozen samosas that i you know heated up at home on my day off one day and i was like huh you know that'd be really good i love all the flavors i like cheese on everything so it's like what if you know i guess i could probably give it a shot trying to make a pizza um and and then you know we did briefly before that we did like a thanksgiving pizza with mashed potatoes and i was like oh this has mashed potatoes in it we can just like curry up the mashed potatoes put some peas on it um and then I, I went to the Indian grocery store in West Asheville and kind of like, you know, I talked to him. I was like, you know, what what else 
you know, I like the dipping sauce. Do you have the stuff? I had to get a special order some, uh, like case of mint curry or, or mint chutney. Uh, okay. You know, stuff like that. Um, and it turned out really freaking good. And also okay. another thing that people didn't realize is, um, the colors were the, the, the Indian flag, um, orange, green, and whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that myself. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Let me back yeah. up for half a second and just say, so sure. you actually cult, uh, consulted with the people at the Indian market on what yeah, to put on yeah, yeah. Indian pie. And were they yeah. excited to help you or were they kind of yeah. like, this guy's crazy or was it a little yeah, bit Yeah, well, a little bit of both. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, you're making pizza? What? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, they were really, really helpful, and uh, yeah, like I had to special order a couple like bulk items, you know, so um, I didn't uh-huh. have to buy just a bunch of little bottles of sure, yeah, yeah. and chutney, you know. So let um, me just but- say that 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 pie, the judges, there were a lot of judges at the pizza um, throwdown. There were sixteen competitors, so you beat out right. a lot of people for the top spot. You were voted yeah. number one pizza. Stiff competition too, man. A lot of. Very stiff. Yeah, Manicomio, a lot of right. a lot of stiff comp last year's winners, which was the amazing or the not last year, the like three, four years ago with right. the previous yeah, yeah. well, I'll just say the previous winner. Amazing Pizza Company was was back. And so yeah, you were kind of a surprise dark horse winner. And <laughs> as I mentioned, the specialty pie was a big reason for it. And part of that was many of the other specialty pies were kind of a flop. Like the traditional, we we did at the contest, you know, we did a cheese pie category and a specialty pie. And people could do whatever they wanted with the specialty pie. And not everybody dialed in the specialty, right? So that took a lot of points off their overall score. You nailed it. Like, you crushed it. You so, Some of the judges gave you a perfect 50-point score on that, bro. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, and that includes, I had them judge on crust toppings la di da so they they like you this is another thing i want to mention the crust on your pies so you won with this curry pie and in the meantime i have tried six of your specialty pies did you know that we've been doing this for six months now checks out yeah yeah sounds about right (laughs) yeah so let me see if i can name them the birria pie the chinese uh leftovers pie uh most recently was the bang and penang uh, there was also a Oktoberfest pie. Yes. And I feel like I'm leaving one out. The first one, which was the umami bomb. Oh, yes. That's five. That's five. There was one more. One more. I can't remember what it was right now, Drew. And I'm not going to ask you to either because it's a lot of pies. Yeah. But I'm telling you what. They were all weird in quotes. Well, you know what it was? The the barbecue. The Eastern oh, Carolina right. barbecue. Yes. The saucy hog. Saucy how hog, can, yes. How can I forget that saucy hog? That one was <laughs> another really, really meaty pizza, man. <laughs> that one had just the right amount of meat and it had coleslaw, barbecue sauce. Yeah. It was great. So <laughs> yes. all of these pies, very different, but the thing they have in common is the crust. And some of them actually you adventure out with the crust. So could you please sort of talk about what makes your crust so special in your opinion? And then talk about some of the things you do to it for these specialty pies. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, um our our dough, we we've changed a lot since we've um since we've started. Um we 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 cold proof our dough about three to five days. Uh so we make it, let it sit in the cooler for three to five days before we do anything. Uh we let it sit out for like an hour before we even try to throw it out. Um and it, it, all that kind of helps with the fermentation of the dough, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it makes crispier softer on the inside kind of thing it, it, it just it's slowing the process of the fermentation down really helps it uh be better bread really you know, you know a lot of people we don't add sugar um which you know i understand if if you're if you're in a hurry uh you know add sugar it'll it'll go ahead and start proofing um okay. way faster but um we don't do that um i think that really helps in general Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, with the Berea, we did, we did the fried dough, which is, um, you know, in my head, I, it, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but okay. it was really delicious because it's freaking fried dough or whatever, yeah. you know, um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's like a taco, like a taco, it's like a fried tortilla, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where that came from. 
Um, so you made the same basic dough. You mixed some birria sauce right into the dough, and then yeah, yeah, formed yeah, yeah, it into yeah. the pie shell, and then deep fried that giant thing. Is that what yeah, you did? yeah, yeah? Wow, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, must, you must have a large deep fryer. It's pretty big. We got two of them, so it was like, uh, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, that that one was amazing. The birria was awesome, and birria is really popular right now. You have tacos, of course, but I just had some birria ramen. Yeah, after. funny thing is, I, I've never had a birria taco before. Sure, if you're not eating meat, you're not really crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one one of my guys, he was like, "Man, we, one of my friends made some birria tacos at home." I was like, "Let's do it, man!" You know, and like he was kind of my guinea pig. Let's just <laughs> how is this? Is this good? You know. So, but so your employees out. can suggest things and you guys work on it together or oh, we all work together yeah, yeah, yeah. i i would never ever take full credit for any of these pizzas okay um, my guys i have a dough guy who's amazing this guy kirk um he he works really hard at proofing our dough and uh, making sure it's right and consistent um brian he's my gm he he helps me out with a lot of the meat stuff you know He's uh -huh. the meat guy. He's the meat um, guy. You need one if you're not guy. one. It's sauce guy. He makes a sauce. He, he really is into making sauces, too. I love sauce. So is it fair to call him a saucier? Sure. Okay. I think so. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I just did. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you got a great team. Tell us about, yeah. I mean, uh, this is a little divergent, but tell us about your business model. Like, you're called Asheville Pizza South. You're located in South Asheville. Makes perfect sense. Tell us more about how your business operates. Well, um, we're just takeout and delivery. Uh, we we have a small lobby, but we don't even let people in anymore after COVID. It's just easier that way. We have a table at the front door. Come pick it up and go. It it makes the interaction, you know, it makes it quicker for everybody. Just in and out. Um, uh, we have a, somewhat of a little bottle shop we're developing um, in the front. Uh, okay. We have over like 40 different um, bottled you know, packaged beers um, all to go. We deliver it as well. We deliver beer uh, and wine um, and delicious pizzas. Uh, so and we, we do. Um, this is kind of like I don't even know if I should say this, but we do plan on um, doing our own thing. Um, we already have the LLC is. Um, Beer City Pizza, and, and that's kind of my plan for the future is having a bottle shop with a pizza shop in it, you know, and uh, just have delicious beer and pizza and being Beer City. And I also think it could, you know, if we wanted to expand to other, other places, I think it'd still work as Beer City Pizza, kind of planning on expanding in the future, but uh, that's pretty far in the future. Okay, well, secrets revealed here on the podcast. Yeah. I love that. Um, and And people... Are, I'm glad you brought this up because people sometimes are confused about are they Asheville Pizza and Brewing? They have the same branding, the same font. And I we talked about this on our podcast last year, yeah. I believe. But you're like a branch off of that brand. So you're not absolutely, yeah. You're not selling, you're not like a partner in the beer per se, like at all. No. And so for you, it's all about the pizza. And I'm sure this is why just gonna say it. I hope Mike yeah. doesn't get offended, but your pizza is awesome whereas pizza at Asheville pizza and brew i feel like it's just there to get people to drink beer i don't absolutely it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's good i'm not saying it's not and it's a lot of people's favorite but your pizza is above and beyond and that surprised me at first because i was expecting basically a knockoff of what's happening yeah pizza and brew well we we you know especially earlier on i, I i've been running the shop for i i worked here since it opened 11 years ago or so and um, okay. worked my way up to GM and um, I've been running it forever and, and we weren't always busy. <laughs> so I, we had a lot of time to really develop uh, our pizza, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and, and figure out, I did a lot of research and reading about dough and sauce and cheese and, and you got to, you know, um, and we had more time to uh, like, even, you know, they, they have like Merriman Avenue, they have a theater Mm -hmm. They have a, they have two theaters, yeah, uh, and then a dining room, and they used to deliver, and so was, they were always so busy. I worked there a couple times, and it was just like you don't have time to really focus on like really good quality pizza. You just don't, mm -hmm. you know. Just the, the and they have a grill, you know. They they have all kinds of stuff going yeah. on. They have a big menu, um, and so it's it's easier for us. And and really early on, I realized I was like, this is a pizza shop, man. Mm -hmm. the, what I have here is mm -hmm. a, is is that's all it is, you know. Right. The, I don't want it to be anything else. Um, 
we do pizza we make it as good as possible you know right. um, and and now some prospect of being a pizza shop and a bottle shop combined yes yes yes, yes very much so yeah um, but and in, in, in the future we are looking you know this is an old dominoes the building we're in um and i i think that model really works for what we're doing and that's kind of what i'm looking for so any like real estate agents out there you see any old dominoes <laughs> pizza huts let me know <laughs> i think there's something like that up there on Patton Ave. it's completely empty yeah right now yeah in west Asheville. um and i just want to clarify your bullet points for the listeners um you don't have a, a dining room your takeout and delivery only. You have in-house delivery. You you or and do you work with other delivery agents as well? No, no, no. I just in-house delivery drivers. only. Yeah. And so you place your order, either have it delivered by you guys, or you go by and you pick it up. And there's a table out front. You just grab it and go from. So, sounds yeah. to me like the adjustments you made during COVID actually worked out to make things easier for you, and you just stuck with them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That happened around town. I know that places like Haywood Common, they switched to counter service and they never switched back. So I know right. that other places and people found those adjustments like, hey, we could actually operate this way and it makes it a smoother operation all around. So congrats on that. You know, Thank COVID you. was tough. So I want to highlight the positive. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we were lucky. Man. I mean, we, you know, we shut down for about three months. We We didn't really need to. Honestly, because we were just pick up and delivery. Um, mm -hmm. We did, but I'm glad we did. You know, I got some time off. I did a lot of cooking at home and stuff like that. Learned a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, we we really could have just stayed open the whole time. And and uh, at, and when we opened back up, we, it was easy, man. You know, yeah. it's just yeah, it's great. Well, you got a great product and a great uh, business model. And that equals success to me. And you yourself are very proactive and very enthusiastic about your own product. You know, I'm a social Absolutely, media yeah. guy <laughs> and I see you on social media all the time, hyping your yeah. product. You guys have good social and that's, that's wonderful. That's how you stay in the public eye. And, and as much as Asheville loves food, they also love people and stories and they love it when all of those things come together and mm -hmm. all are really good. And Drew, I don't mind telling people that you whenever i post a picture of you it it gets a lot of love you got a lot yeah. of friends in this town man you got a lot of friends um and you got a lot of friends yeah, in bands so i don't i i wanted to give you we've only got about four minutes left but i want sure. to give you a minute or two to shout out some of your favorite local bands you're always wearing sure. a t-shirt yeah yeah man um yeah i i've really been getting into like stoner metal kind of stuff like doom thrash Whatever night beers, I uh, went and got, I went and saw them the other night on uh, uh -huh. Monday night. They're awesome. They uh, opened up for this band Thunder Chief, which oh, I know amazing uh, yeah. from Virginia. Um, also, Calgon opened up for them. They're all really good. Um, my friends, Death Nebula, uh, they're they're a really killer band. Um, I like them a lot. Um, uh, I've been, I've been working on a few projects as well, um, and that that's I'm trying to trying to finish recording and stuff like that but um uh, i'll send you some stuff if you want to check it out for it's, sure it's this is like a... A... go ahead it's more like a like electronic punk rock stuff okay. um i don't know like I, yeah. like the spits like that kind of um, punk rock no more like if you ever listen to like atari teenage riot sure um yeah yeah okay, cool stuff like that um it's more like drum and bass influenced um i i i've i've dj drum and bass since i was 17 years old I've been I've been DJing forever, so it's like Dang. I've been into like yeah uh, I've been into like '90s electronic music since the '90s, and and that's kind of my all my influence. And I that think you post sense. stuff like that all the time. Yes, yeah, that yeah. that suddenly makes sense because you're always wearing the heavy metal T-shirts. And whenever yeah, I yeah. post, so I really love 1990s electro music, and yes. uh, and whenever I share some of that, I always see that you like it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm does like, he oh, honestly man, he like it? That or... stuff? That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm totally into yeah, heavy metal, punk rock, and dance music. Those are my three favorite yeah, right. categories. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. 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 Well, so interesting. You're you're such a multifaceted guy, Drew. And um, again, you You're make... a stoner dude, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, doesn't that make sense with the pizzas? Like every time I post a picture. Let's describe in detail the Penang pizza. Um, why sure, don't I yeah. turn it over to you and go ahead? Okay, yeah. Um, well, it starts with the coconut crust, um, and then the base is a uh, mashed potatoes with um, Penang curry 
um, paste, uh, and some other stuff, coconut milk. Um, then it's got peas, uh, green and red peppers, red onions, uh, fresh mozzarella. Um, out of the oven, it gets, uh, it gets a uh, Thai basil, which I've just recently discovered. Love it so much. Uh, and then we curry, we roast, uh, peanuts, uh, with curry paste or curry powder and, and, uh, coconut. Um, uh, we roast them in our oven for a little bit, uh, crush them up, fill them on top of that. And then, um, my sauce guy, my saucier, uh, it makes a, a Thai, um, like a sweet and sweet and spicy Thai sauce to go over top. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's it, man. It's fantastic. It's yeah, so thanks, freaking good. <laughs> um, thank you. As I said, I've eaten six of these pizzas. I've given them all really positive reviews, and I always review from the heart. And I think of all the pizzas that you've served me, the Bang and Penang might be my favorite. Um, and that's saying a lot. But I know they're all in competition with each other, and they all come from sure. you. So. But speaking of competitions, you're one of my nominees for Best Pizza of the Year 2022. I specifically named your Umami Bomb Pizza as my Pizza of the Year. I had never tasted anything like it unless we include the curry one from the competition. And it really opened my eyes to the possibilities of specialty pies. So it wasn't just the flavor, which was on point, but it was the whole concept. Like, a specialty pie doesn't have to have a tomato sauce base. It doesn't have to be a normal pizza, quote unquote, with a bunch of weird stuff thrown on top. It can be right. the crust and then go to town and do whatever. Well, that's, I've always said this, man. Pizza, it's like, it's a plate you can eat, man. You just throw a bunch, you know, it's yeah. a plate you can eat. You make a meal, throw it on a plate, but you can eat the plate. It's amazing. It is. And uh, Drew, this this uh, episode isn't going to, be broadcast until I've already made this announcement, but I want to tell you while I have you with me that you are my winner of the 2022 pizza of the year. Dang. All right. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Super rad. Um, (laughs) I I get a Stooby, man. That's exciting. When I first heard about it, I was like, one of those so yeah brother and not only that but i brought the category back after years of it being deceased or just put on the shelf because i gave it to manicomio two years in a row and then i was like nobody's ever gonna beat this i want to say respect to manicomio man they got a good product i I still haven't tried the was it the sicilian sicilian yeah. Oh man, I really want to try that. I've had I've had all their other you know slices and stuff, mm-hmm. but their Sicilian looks so freaking good, man. Yeah, I and they it. gave you a run for your money. They were one of my other nominees. And, I believe uh, it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they make great pizza, man. Yeah. yeah so congratulations, you make awesome Thank pizza. You so much. In my opinion, best pizza I had in the whole year in 2022 came from your establishment, Asheville Pizza South. Chef Drew Peterson, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, for giving us a shot, man, and uh, trusting me about these weird-ass pizzas, man. I trust you implicitly with any kind of weird-ass pizza and music recommendation, it turns out. Absolutely. We should we should hang out and talk about music sometime, man, for Let's sure. do it. Let's okay, do it. Okay, cool. Sweet. All right, Drew. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for being on the show. You do the same, man. Thank you so much. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan here at Food Fan Headquarters. Happy New Year. I know it's like three weeks into the new year, but Happy New Year anyways. And I am here with my good friend, uh, frequent co-host, and the proprietor at Asheville Multicultural. It's Luis Carlos, a.k.a. Lucho. How you doing today, brother? Good, my man. Good. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited the year has started the way it has. We have had some cold days, but also we have had some really nice days. So it's a good year so far. It is. It's We got some snow yesterday and the day before, and I love snow. I love cold weather. So I was very happy to see both uh, the temperature drop and the snow fall. So I know other people are like, oh, my God, I hate it. It's so cold. <laughs> I love it. But anyways, we ain't here to talk about the weather, although I and up here in Asheville, we do love to talk about that. But the other thing we love to talk about, of course, is food. And I just released my annual 
uh, Food Fan Awards, a.k.a. the Stuby Awards. I had uh, 23 winners in 26 categories. And some of the places that you and I experienced together, some of the places that you brought me to, actually ended up in my nominations and in my list of winners. And we're here to talk about three in particular. We're here to talk about Sabora, Food Truck, La Rumba, the restaurant uh, out there on Tunnel Road, and Andale Way, the restaurant right here on the South Slope. And why don't you just take it from here, man? Well, sure. I definitely love to talk about them. But I also want to mention that I believe you went with me to Methville for the first time. That's and true. And that's also an Indian restaurant who won uh, Best Decor. And what else did they won? I don't, uh, best, uh, best Lunch. Best, best Lunch. lunch. And so, so yeah, I should man. say Sabora won my best food truck award or mine are food truck of the year because I look at my entire experience over the year, all the pictures, and I just uh, select the things that I like the most to highlight as nominees. And then I pick one that I like the very most to be my winner. So Sabora was my food truck of the year. La Rumba, my coveted restaurant of the year winner. That's like my, I consider it to be my top award. And all right the, on. And Andale Way won with Taco of the Year. And you're absolutely right. Mephil won for Lunch of the Year. And then they split the decor uh, category with Dilbar, which is owned by the same people. So, yeah. so there right, you well, go. That's the breakdown of who won what. But why don't you take it from here? Tell us about these places. Cool. Well, you know let's start with um, Sabora, Sabora Food Truck. Sabora Food Truck, I'm fine to be an extraordinary award just because the guy behind this concept is a Mexican immigrant selling hamburgers here in Asheville. And I just find it so fascinating and also awesome that he had the guts to go for a very American meal. And he's killing it. I mean, not only you loved it, you gave him the best food truck of the year, but many people have really loved him. Uh, his, his, uh, his hamburgers, I mean, he's been featured on WLOS. And a lot of people are really making noise about the kind of hamburgers that he puts out there. And I think it's because he is so creative and talented. And I really love what Macario is doing. Uh, he, again, he is from, um, from Mexico and he's from Puebla, which the, Puebla has great cooks, great chefs. In fact, here in Ashby working at many restaurants. Uh, but I just happen to believe that what Macario is doing is extraordinary because of the fact that he chose to have a very American meal to make a uh, to make it uh, his concept behind that, so I think it's great. I loved it. You also name him for the big burger of the year. That was the Carolina burger, which I also loved. It was very tasty. It was so crazy big and so full of meat, beef, and pork belly mm -hmm. with that glaze that would make with cheer wine. I find it also very southern. He had mm -hmm. coleslaw. So again, I feel like this guy is something else. So I, I love Savoy. I agree. And I love that in your posts about him winning this Food Truck of the Year award that you, uh, one of them said something like, look at you daring to make burgers for Americans. Yeah, and man. I love that because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Americans love burgers and he just took it by the horns and he really mastered the smash burger, but then he makes it into a big burger by putting all the stuff on top. And I have two categories this year, smash burger, big burger. Uh, Chef Macario was nominated in the uh, Big Burger category, and I should mention Twisted Laurel actually won in the Big Burger category with their JC Burger. Wow. Um, but yeah, um, now my goal for 2023 with Sabora is to um, try more of the sandwiches because he does oh, yeah. sandwiches as well. So goals. Those are my New Year's goals. More sandwiches off of the Sabora. Well, well, you should. You should because I'm going to tell you the truth. I love his Cuban sandwich. I do. I am going to make a video about Cuban sandwiches because I do believe we have some great ones here in Asheville and even in Black Mountain. But uh, I love the, what Macario is doing. He's a very talented chef and I'm very happy for him. And cool, he's... Cool. His teammate, I don't remember his name, but I call him Osito, which means little bear. He looks like a bear, uh, but he's an awesome guy from Guatemala, and I really like him. So hopefully he gets to hear this. That's great. And now let's talk about Andale Way. I gave them my Taco of the Year award. Uh, thanks to you, I ate a lot more tacos than I did the prior year because you took me to some places that served us plates of every taco they make. And Andale Way served us one of each of, uh, I think it was um, carne, uh, pastor, chorizo, 
and birria and it was i honed it they were all great like the chorizo one was amazing in my opinion but i honed in on that birria taco because it's such a popular flavor and i had not heard of it a few years ago and now i'm like the world's biggest fan so ah, right on yeah so um, tell us about andale way well, Andale Way is a concept that is put together by three partners, I believe. One of them is Enrique. And Enrique, you're going to be hearing about him very soon because I had just finished a video about him. Enrique went to culinary school in Mexico. So I believe this is the first Mexican immigrant chef in Asheville that actually went to culinary school in Mexico. He is the one that made you those uh, that alambre and also that molcajete and that chorizo skillet a while back when I, we went to Icaramba. So he's also behind Andale Way okay. and, um, and also Junior. Junior, uh, his name is Federico. And uh, his family has been rooted in Nashville for a very, very long time. And they also have restaurants. But this is also a venture of Enrique, um, Junior, and Salvador. Salvador is actually the chef at Andale Way. And this is where it gets interesting. So Salvador is not Mexican. Salvador is from El Salvador. <laughs> and, uh, and I just happen to believe that he's making an awesome birria which is great because I am I'm a full believer of multiculturalism. I feel like you can be born in one place, but you can have different backgrounds and also you can appreciate different cultures. And what I believe uh, Chef Salvador is doing with his birria is extraordinary. I really loved it. I was very impressed with his uh, birria ramen. And of course, that taco and that quesadilla that he's making is awesome. So yeah, um, I praise you for having good taste, Stu. I actually thought you were going to go for the chorizo taco because I remember when we were eating there, you were really digging it. Mm -hmm. But then you met the birria taco and then I guess you fell in love. I so. did. And the difference maker between, you know, all of the tacos were great. The carne, the pastor were both great as well. But the difference maker was just the preparation of the birria, which includes a dipping sauce. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, grilled after assembly. So it just kind of sends it a little over the top of like, wow, from a great taco to something special. Now I can sort of predict that five years from now, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so sick of birria tacos. And I'll be given the award to something entirely different. But this is the second year in a row that I've handed taco of the year to a birria taco. Oh, that's right. You're right. I remember this. And, you know, and I am happy to see that birria has become a trend. Mm hmm. Because you're right, I don't really think that beauty has been known that long here in the States. And no. it's a staple dish of one of the most, actually here, I'm going to say it. It is a staple dish of what we consider the California of Mexico, which okay. is the, the state of Jalisco. Jalisco is a very wealthy state in many ways, culturally speaking, and also the food. And so, yeah, that's where that comes from. And uh, I'm glad that it's taken off and people are talking about birria. There's many more secrets than Mexico holds. I believe that truly here in the States, People have, for the most part, no tacos, burritos, and chimichangas, mm -hmm. which they're all great. Uh, but I feel like now something is happening with people's uh, awareness of Mexican cuisine is becoming a little wider and more daring. Um, you can remember not long ago, I had a little uh, blog and video that I made about eating Native American Mexican food, which was worms and ants and crickets. Mm -hmm. So is I hope that it keeps on getting more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I will admit, uh, uh, growing up here in America, and I grew up in the country and in the suburbs, and then the city. And my idea of different um, international foods was really narrow, like super narrow. And once I come to bigger cities, and I realize, oh, you know, things like Indian food, like, oh, there's a lot of Indian food I never heard of or tried. Because mostly we get like Indian food from one region here in America. And the same was true with Mexican food for me. And I'm thanks to you, I'm learning about the different cuisines that come from the different areas of Mexico and the different characteristics they have and the history behind them, like why they are the way they are. And it's just it's way more interesting, let me tell you, than just having this very narrow idea of what food comes from which countries, you know? For sure. And there's different influences. I mean, really, I hear, I have this sometimes somewhat of an argument with people from Mexico when they ask me about some of the foods. And it is, it, I'm blown at times by the lack of knowledge behind some of the recipes. 
truly Mexican cuisine is very uh, influenced by Lebanese culture, especially in the central region of Mexico. But we also have quite a bit of German uh, influence in the north with some of the cheeses that we have. But a lot of people don't know this, and it's fine. I I do love culture, and I I, I do look uh, I do love to do my homework when it comes down to Mexican cuisine in particular. And uh, I'm just glad to see that we have such a variety here in Asheville. Yeah, and we're lucky to have someone like you to like highlight it and to uh, teach us some of the differences and some of the cultural history of of the different kinds of Mexican food that we find around town. My pleasure. And, and now let's segue into a restaurant that is calling itself a, a Latino restaurant, avoiding the word Mexican restaurant. And this is specifically, according to the owner, uh, Ray, uh, told me that he wants to make sure that people don't have this one narrow idea of what he's doing there. And they were my restaurant of the year winner. As I mentioned, my opinion, my own, my, my own opinion, it's my own highest award. Um, and I give it to restaurants for a lot more reasons than just the food, but let's focus on the food first. Cause you took me there for two tastings and together we probably tried as many as 20, maybe more dishes from La Roma. It was a lot. It was a lot. You're right. Lot. And one dish was just better than the next. Like they were just excellent. There was seafood, there was pork, there was beef. Um, there was, uh, traditional stuff like street tacos and there was traditional stuff that didn't look or act so traditional like the um chilies rellenos and mm -hmm. uh there was just a, pl a plethora of food and why don't and so that was one of the reasons i gave it to them there are others that we'll get to but why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about ray and chef mike and all of sure. that so he, here's my take on La Rumba. La Rumba is definitely a place that is doing something very different. And uh, it is true that they do have quite a bit of Mexican dishes. But one of the things that I also noticed about what they're doing is not only they have, they're, they're, they're being very diligent about the quality ingredients they're picking, but also they are also somewhat cosmopolitan. I'm going to use that word. And also very creative. So truly what they're doing, I feel like it's more of the kind of Mexican food that you're going to find in a big city in Mexico. Okay. So it's not really going to be much of a rural influence there, but I feel like it's more like a higher end restaurant. And in a way, I don't feel like their prices reflect that. So I do think that also they have quite a bit of dishes from different parts of Latin America. I do believe they had a one point ropa vieja, which is a Cuban dish or Cuban influence. That's what they had. And I also believe they had chimichurri in some of their meats. And chimichurri is very well known in Argentina. So Argentina is well known for eating meats and Uruguay. So I believe that they do try to mix it up. Uh, I think, honestly, they're doing an extraordinary job. What really impressed me about them also the very first time I went to is that right as soon as, we, as, soon as, as, soon as you get there, you are not approached with chips and salsa, but they give you a street corn. Mm -hmm. And that was a really good touch, I thought. And also what I found in the menu that they had cochinita pibil, I wanted to try that because that's a dish that I know how to make. I really loved it. It comes from the very southern part of Mexico. It has really, really deep Mayan indigenous roots. In fact, part of the name means, uh, I think pibil means pit in, um, in, a, in the, one of the Mayan dialects because there's a few of them. But um, anyway, so I was impressed they had something like that and that they were doing a really good job. So uh, talking with Chef Mike, which is the guy in charge of the kitchen, he's a chef, the executive chef. I was very blown by his knowledge of Mexican cuisine. And I also could see by talking to both him and Reynaldo, Reynaldo being from Veracruz, that he has a tendency to have uh, uh, leans towards tropical foods, Latin American tropical foods, because really Veracruz is in the Gulf of Mexico. And he was uh, also the entrance to the Europeans to Mexico. And it has a lot of European influence as well as, believe it or not, and I say it like this because most people don't know this, it has quite a bit of Caribbean influence, mainly from Cuba. Okay. And, um, so, yeah, I love the, I, I love La Rumba. In fact, I was just there last night. I had a pollo jarocho, which is a new item in the menu. This pollo jarocho is a chicken, a roasted chicken. It was so flavorful. It was a lot of uh, lime juice, but in the right way. 
I didn't feel like it was overwhelming. It was just perfectly marinated with the lime juice and garlic. I, I definitely sensed the garlic there. I loved it. I it Actually, they sold out yesterday when I was there. And uh, so I feel like people are liking it. The week before, I went and had a mojarra frita. Mojarra frita, I, I know that when you and I went there, they didn't have it. And it's also selling really well. It's a huge, well, the, the one time I was there, they gave me a tilapia. Mojarra frita can be made with tilapia or it can be made with red snapper. And it was a huge, a big ass, deep fried fish, very flavorful, uh, very well known all over Latin America. I believe that uh, all the way from Mexico to Argentina, people know what mojarra frita is. So That's I great. think they're doing a great job. And I'm liking that as far as I'm concerned, they they're elevating the culinary scene in the east side i agree with the, with everything you just said yeah man, um, thank you and earlier we talked about macario daring to make burgers for americans and then here we have mike martin in the kitchen from uh, west virginia making, yeah making mexican food and Mike is very um, respectful, deferential. He's a student of Mexican food. I talked to him for quite a while. Uh, Reynaldo has utmost uh, confidence and respect in Chef Mike. I talked to him for quite a while, too. I've actually spent a lot of, I consider quite a bit of time with Ray because he actually drove me to Pupusaria Patties one time and translated. Oh, I remember you said Patty. that. So we had spent a couple of hours together already. And then he sat with us while we did these tastings and talked to us. And he and Mike are two more reasons why I gave them my restaurant of the year award. Ray is a real special kind of a person. As far as I can tell, he is very, very thoughtful he is very meticulous and uh, really knows how to run a restaurant. He seems to be very well liked by his employees. Uh, he told me he was fully staffed from the day he opened. Uh, he has a lot of experience in the food world. He's got a great personality. He, he looks sharp. He comes out and he looks great. Uh, and he touches the tables. He talks to the people. People who eat at La Rumba know who he is. Yes. And and that says a lot about a restaurant owner to me. And then there's Chef Mike Martin, who we, I've already talked about a little bit. But Mike is just very humble, mm -hmm. uh, soft-spoken, um, and a great chef. And also very well-liked by the rest of the food industry because he's worked at some other restaurants around town. And so they've got a great like duo, a dynamic duo, if you will, with these two guys. And then... Um, another reason I gave the award to them is because of what they do for the community. Uh, they are so well loved by the community. They've been around a little over a year, I believe. Um, not that long. And they are just super popular with the people of Asheville. And part of that is because they host a huge charity group, like every Sunday, I believe it is. And they give back to the community. And so, it's not just like, hey, Luis, this was some good uh, food. I'm going to give these guys an award for best restaurant. Uh, it's the whole thing. It's the food, the people, the mission, uh, the way they run their business. So thank you for introducing me to La Rumba and all the people who are involved with it. No problem. And I just want to say this one more thing about them, just because you did say it. Uh, yeah, when I was there yesterday, I could see their clients liking these guys. The, the place was actually quite full yesterday for being so cold. I was there around between 3 and 4.30, and they were busy. And Reynaldo was pretty happy. But what really made me the, the, the happiest is to see that, yeah, quite a bit of people from the east side are definitely liking this place, and the place was busy in January on a cold day. Yeah, and that says a lot. And let's yeah. just mention it's a big space with a lot of parking, huge. and that, yep. and it's on Tunnel Road, which is always going to be clear. It's not going to have black ice on it on a cold day and stuff. <laughs> so it's relatively easy for people to drive to, park at, get a table, have a great meal talk to ray and the crew and so yeah uh lucho i owe you a debt of gratitude as always for the all the work we did together all the new people you introduced me to in 2022 
all the food we shared together, like our, our teamwork really paid off a lot this year in terms of the amount of reach we were able to get together for these for restaurants. Sure. Like uh, my, I'm going to talk a little bit of inside numbers right now. Apologize to the audience, but my Facebook posts about Andale Way, they eventually reached 40,000 people. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. And I know that yours were, kind of like always 10,000 people ahead of mine. So oh. I'm going to guess that yours got over 40,000. You know, this is funny. I haven't checked now in a few days, but the, but you're right. Though. Within four days that we posted that, I was almost at 40,000. Yeah. I, I think the last time I checked was 38, almost 39,000. And yeah. that was a, a few days ago. So you're right. Yeah. So that's a lot of reach for a small restaurant for an independently owned restaurant. And yeah. that, that makes me feel good. Like that's my goal when we do these things together is to spread the word about great food. So thank you very much, Lucho. Thank you, AshevilleMulticultural.com. And thank you to these three great food vendors, uh, Sabora, La Rumba, and Andalewe, and all the wonderful people involved with them. Thank you, Stu Helm, for everything you have done to be able to diversify the culinary scene in Nashville. I appreciate it very right. much. You're you're my inspiration, brother. Oh, real. man. Yeah. All, <laughs> All right. right. Well, <laughs> that's enough of a love fest here. The audience is going to vomit if we keep going. Yep, All right, man. Well, thanks for joining me. I'll talk to you real soon. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Bye. You take care. Bye. All right, everybody. And that's the end of the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thanks to my guests for being on. And thank you, WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, for listening. For listening. I, I Actually, they do listen to my show. So thank you for listening. But thank you also for broadcasting my show. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Substack at Stu Helm Food Fan, and also on my website at StuHelmFoodFan.com. I appreciate everybody for uh, working in this town to feed everybody. The restaurant workers are amazing in this town, and I love and respect you all. All right, folks, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This episode of the Food Fans Radio Show was underwritten in part by Asheville Food Tours. Did you know that there are over 200 places to eat and drink in downtown Asheville alone? It can be overwhelming. Whether you're a visitor or a local, there's no better way to experience downtown Asheville than taking a food tour with Asheville Food Tours. Details, pricing, and an easy-to-use calendar can be found at AshevilleFoodTours.com. That's AshevilleFoodTours.com.